0: The Alternative Stories and Fake Realities Podcast.
1: Audio drama, poetry, fiction. You're listening to the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities Podcast. In this short edition of the podcast, we'll preview our next major audio drama production, The Lake Isle, with actress Kelsey Griffin, who will be taking one of the lead roles. We'll bring you a trailer for The Lake Isle and a preview of a new piece written by Jackie Jorgensen and Mary McDonald. The Lake Isle is a psychological drama looking at the relationship between two sisters trying to maintain their relationship against a backdrop of busy lives, which mean that the majority of their interactions are digital. Here's Kelsey Griffin talking about her role in the production, in which she co-stars alongside Sophie McNair.
2: So it was the first time that I was cast as a lead for an audio drama and I was so excited about it. Really grateful to be a part of this one because the story was so interesting and the character was someone that I really understood. And then also I realised now I have so much material that I can be practising with in the sense of, um, because I'm new to audio work, even basic things like the volume levels or mic technique, even exporting files on GarageBand. I had to have help with all of that and it was kind of working through it. So it was just such a learning experience and I'm so lucky that I get to do it on the job because I think it would be a lot more difficult if you kind of had some sort of academic process, you learned it all and then tried to apply it practically with no help. So yeah, I was really grateful for that. Audio drama in comparison to working on stage is obviously quite different. Um, There was lots of times that I wanted to shout or express myself in a way that just wouldn't be good for the mic or the medium in general, but um, I also felt a lot freer and I was able to play around a lot more because sometimes I get quite shy and inhibited if I'm trying things out in the rehearsal space. So here, you know, I could do stupid faces or movements that kind of got that character into the emotional state that I wanted. Um, And yeah, it's great to play characters that you wouldn't ever get put forward for a screen screener stage. So in The Lake Isle, for example, I voiced the younger Kirsty, who's about 12, and yeah, that, that was really fun to play around with. Leave me a message and I'll get back to you. Sis, it's Kirsty. Give me a call back when you pick this up. Hey, forgot to ask were you in Gordon's Cross? Uncle Craig called me to say he thought he saw you on Tuesday. But can't have been you up in the Highlands, can it? Give me a shout, please. It's been ages. You owe me a drink, Helena. kind of root now. Give me a call. I'm officially worried about you. Set my mind at rest, yeah? Just drop me a text or an email or something. I'm not spying on you, I promise. I'm just being a big sister. Call me.
0: My special place doesn't really have a name. It's an island tiny island in a lake. A five-minute rowing boat from the nearest shore, near to Gordon's Cross, in the highlands close to where I grew up. I used to camp on the island, knowing that no one could reach me. No mobile phone signal, no Wi-Fi. You struggled to even get a radio station there. It was all about stillness and isolation, that slight, irresistible sense of danger. If you fell, injured, or lost the boat oars. You'd die there. They wouldn't find you for months. Maybe years. I had this nightmare. That you were screaming my calls. So
2: I just wanted to say... Kyle, is completely relevant um, to today's society because we spend most of our time, especially now, in isolation, speaking to people cyberly, if that's a word, cyberly, over social media, and you don't always get an accurate picture of what's really going on in their lives. So the fact that, for example, Kirsty's sister has been struggling for a long time and then she can't even get a hold of her, she doesn't know where she's gone, kind of highlights the fact that so they say that they're really close but are you as close as you think? Are these relationships just artificial because you're talking to someone on a screen maybe once every couple of weeks? So I think that dynamic's quite interesting with the pair of them.
0: Sometimes a family is full of ghosts. You think you know. (laughs) You think you know everything there is to know but... There can be so much more lying there just beneath the surface. We don't delve because we don't think we need to. Or we don't want to hurt feelings or or display our own insecurities.
2: So we're both broken it strikes me we've had this thing going on, lives gently falling apart and all we do is send these voice messages zinging through the ether like ghosts. Can't see them, can't touch them, can't even hear them. If a tree falls in a forest and no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound? Does it make a sound? Definitely related to Kirsty's character. Um, I have a wee sister myself, so I just really tried to put myself in that situation. So I think what I would do and how I would feel if she'd actually disappeared. Um, but also in terms of the frustration of you know not being able to see someone or get to someone that you think kind of needs help. So obviously, like lots of people, I went home during isolation and not being able to see my granddad and help him when I thought that he needed it was really hard so I thought I can kind of draw upon that dynamic when approaching Kirsty. So for me the biggest struggle if you like is probably just trying to keep that performance truthful when there's no one else there to act with. Because in drama school, we're constantly told just to listen to what the actor's giving you, feed off that and not make it about yourself. But obviously, it's quite hard not to make it about yourself when it is just yourself and a microphone. So when I actually finally got to meet up with Sophie and we were talking about our ideas and she was saying about her character and also just to get getting to know her as a person, it made it easier to not predict, but... Get more of an insight into how Helena as the character would be responding, which in turn influenced the way that I would perform as well. I think audio drama is a saviour for actors at the moment, I mean it means we can still actually act and be creative um, because you still need to build characters and work on your vocal technique, do all of the preparation that you would do for a show on stage and I just think it's going to keep actors from feeling like they're completely isolated, literally,
1: from the industry. And it just give them a little confidence boost as well. That was Kelsey Griffin. You can hear The Lake Isle, which is written by Chris Gregory and Clark Wainica, on the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities podcast very soon. If you have been listening to the podcast for a while, you may recall our Christmas edition, in which we presented an audio drama called The Out-of-Towners Club. In that drama, two characters stood out and attracted 90% of comments from our listeners. Jenny and Allison, played by Jackie Jorgensen and Mary McDonald. Embarked on a relationship during that drama and in our sequel, written by Jackie and Mary, we find them six months into their relationship with problems starting to develop.
3: Here's an extract. Today is my five-year anniversary with New York City. I wouldn't have even remembered had I not gotten that notification reminding me of a post I made about my move here. I posted a picture of me carrying a tiny box, and I think the caption was like, Doing the heavy lifting, or something. But it was hard to focus on that bad joke when I was so distracted by my hair. I mean, baby bangs? Really, Jenny? I definitely thought I looked like Audrey Hepburn, but I actually looked like a toddler who got a hold of a pair of scissors when mummy wasn't looking. Which, let's face it, was also true, my mom wasn't thrilled. But okay, I moved to New York for school, and now that I've graduated, the rose-colored glasses have slipped and fallen off my face, smashing to the ground because yet another person has bumped into me on their way out of the subway car. Sometimes I wake up really early.
0: I'm not sure why. The city noises generally soothe me to sleep, it's its almost like when they finally calm down a little bit at 4 or 5 in the morning, the quiet wakes me up. I usually get back to sleep eventually, but sometimes I'll get up and look out the window at the empty streets. I'll wonder about the few people who are out and hope that they got enough sleep. And then I'll look at Jenny. I high-key, low-key just stop and watch her sleep. I don't stand over her or anything. I just glance over from the window and look at her face lit by the streetlights. I feel like it's not creepy because she's like obsessed with me. She'd probably be so flattered to wake up in the middle of the night and just see me smiling sweetly at her. Or she'd be like, um, what's up freak? And I'd be like, you're right, I'll see myself out, thank you so much.
1: heard the voices of Jackie Jorgensen and Mary McDonald as Jenny and Allison. Subscribe to Alternative Stories and Fake Realities to hear their drama when it is released. During the lockdown caused by the coronavirus pandemic, many of our listeners have reported feeling closer to nature as life seems to slow down around them. We wanted to reflect this in our podcast. And to this end, we are producing an edition on the subject of trees. We're harking back to an earlier audio drama, No Words, for one of our themes in this edition, the mythological story of Daphne. Sleep is fitful,
4: but when I dream... forest glade, I breathe the pine-swept air and feel the sharpness of twigs and leaves beneath my feet, birdsong is everywhere, cascading through the clearing, echoing amongst the trees, a gentle voice that seems to come from everywhere,
2: are you ready signorina, are you ready, Signorina?
4: And I see him, walking towards me, into the dappled sunlight of the glade. His face is calm and reassuring. I know I trust him. Know I'll be safe. Yes, quite ready.
2: Then I wish you great happiness.
4: And as he smiles, and I try to step forward to hug him, I feel my feet rooted to the forest floor, my toes stretching, burrowing into the soft, damp earth, holding me fast to the spot. For a moment, I, I panic. Then, I understand. <laughs> it's a dream. Oh metaphor. I am Daphne. My own version of her.
2: If you like, we can call it metaphor. It's as real as you want it to be.
1: Our Trees podcast will feature writing from Charis McRoberts. Cygna Mana, Sarah Corbett, Tanya O'Sullivan, and Sarah Colino, and will be going into production very soon. We hope you have enjoyed this edition of the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app to hear future editions as they are released, and to find our full range of previous editions the Ella Freer's Poetry Podcast, released on June 9th, was the 50th edition of Alternative Stories, so there is a wealth of drama, fiction, and poetry to choose from in our archive. In today's podcast, you heard the voices of Kelsey Griffin, Sophie McNair, Jackie Jorgensen, Mary McDonald, and Tiffany Clare. The presenter today has been me, Kelly Winkler. Sound design and editing are by Chris Gregory. This podcast has been an Alternative Stories 2020 production for the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities podcast.
0: The Alternative Stories and Fake Realities podcast.
1: Audio drama, poetry, fiction.